guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Come Holy Spirit. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in Hope. Today we are going to continue our series here on overcoming an addiction to masturbation. But before we do that, and before we pray, which we always do at the beginning, if you have been here before, I want to give a quick shout out to my 50 patrons on Patreon. These patrons pledge an amount of their choice each month to financially support me and my ministry and my mission of bringing light to the dark through the creation of content that is uplifting, inspiring, and that helps people live healthier, happier, holier lives. So if you have been blessed in any way, shape, or form by this podcast, by this YouTube channel, by this ministry whatsoever, I ask you to please prayerfully consider, pause right now, even if you're like, I have no money or there's no way I'm giving this girl my hard-earned cash, okay, you don't have to, but I'm going to ask right now that you pause. If you have never done this before, or if it's been a while, please go to the description below, click that link to go to patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller, and just take a gander at my pl- at my page. I will say the minimum tier amount per month is $5, so if that's too much per month, I get you, but Come on, friends, that's like a a price of a specialty coffee at Starbucks nowadays, and it's fall, so I know y'all are getting your pumpkin spice and everything nice lattes on the reg. So please prayerfully consider pledging because it really does add up to a lot. Um, I shared with my patrons earlier this summer that I was going to increase those tier prices. Originally, my tiers were three, nine, and $25 a month, and people could edit those, but like three was the minimum. But most other people and ministries and artists and creators and bloggers, etc., on Patreon have either a five or a $10 minimum because it incites people to generosity. And I know that y'all want to be generous, but you just have to be challenged to do so. So I encourage you, please just take a moment to even go to my page, see what I'm about, see what I'm offering, see what you're supporting because whenever I went from three, nine, and twenty-five dollar tiers this summer to just five, ten, twenty-five, and fifty dollars a month, I increased my revenue by about a hundred fifty to two hundred dollars in less than a month. And it was awesome. It was just the difference of a couple dollars. So even if you're listening, even if you're watching and you're like, it's not a big deal for me to pledge $5 a month to Morgan. I want you to dispute that lie from the devil because if every single person that watched my first episode on masturbation where I just shared how I became addicted to it, if every person, um, and it's over 2,500 at this point, who viewed that video pledged $5, oh my gosh, I would never have to worry about anything again. So please, 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 
please prayerfully consider, is the Lord calling you, my friend, to support me on Patreon? So please just go check that out real quick. I'll give a brief reminder to do so at the end if you're like, I'm just really into this content right now. Um, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for the prayerful consideration. And I want to dive right into the good stuff that you are here for now. So let's get into it and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. <laughs> so we are officially halfway through our series on overcoming an addiction to masturbation. It is so awesome to be doing this series with all of you. I know some of you have reached out and courageously courageously shared with me that you are accompanying me on this journey. Even those of you who have shared in your holy boldness that you are still struggling, I am praying for you. I want you to know that. I pray for you by name. Jesus, all those people whose names that you've given me, I pray for it right here, right now. When I pray the rosary today, I offer every mystery, every Hail Mary for them and for their freedom that you want them to find, Lord. I pray that it happens through this series and that if there are other ways that you want to heal them, that you will lead them to those resources, not into temptation. Because that is where we are going today, friends. We are avoiding temptation. At the end of last week's episode, we prayed at the, at the very end that the Lord would lead us not into temptation. We pray that every time we pray, whether you're Catholic and call it the Our Father, whether you're just like overarching Christian, whatever, call it the Lord's Prayer, whatever it is. It's the same passage from scripture in the Gospels where Jesus teaches us how to pray. And the last thing he tells us to do is pray to not be led into temptation. What does that mean? First of all, temptation is from the devil. Even though God allows us to be tested, as scripture says, so that we can increase in virtue, God does not send us temptation. Like God did not create the devil, like with the plan in mind that he was going to be the devil. The devil is a fallen angel. God created Lucifer. We read that in the book of Revelation. He was a bearer of light, but he was prideful and he rebelled against God. He was cast into hell with a third of the other angels. And so we know that when we rebel against God, bad things happen, but that God does not ever intend for the bad things to happen. That was not his original plan. We're living in a fallen world. And so that is where these sins, these addictions, these hurts are coming from. But the Lord wants to bring light into that. And I'm speaking that truth over you and myself today, friend. Like the Lord truly does want to heal you from this. So know that when you're tempted, it's so hard to understand because we don't have the mind of God why he would allow us to be tempted. But I promise you that is as we read in Romans 8, 28, he is working all of this for your good. He worked it for my good. He's working it for your good. You will see that victory. And when we pray, lead us not into temptation. We're not asking God like to not lead us into temptation because God would never lead us into temptation. It's the devil who leads us into temptation. What we're really saying in that prayer is Lord, let me not be led into temptation. Let me not be led by the evil one into temptation. Last week, we talked about identifying triggers, things that are neither good nor bad. They're just things, but they are things that can set us 
off, especially regarding sexual sins. Things can trigger us and make us want to fall into those sins. So I listed a couple examples for myself. I'm sure that you thought of your own while I was talking, but I hope that this past week that you've really taken that to prayer and asked the Lord to identify what those triggers are, whether they're movies, books, music, media, etc. You know yourself better than me, but God knows you better than you. So when we ask God not to lead us into temptation, come Holy Spirit, we're asking him to help us avoid those situations. Some things, like I said last week, some of our triggers, like times of transition, they can't be helped. It's the first day of fall as I'm filming this. No matter how hard I try, I, Morgan Mueller, cannot keep the seasons from changing. Sometimes things in our life can't be avoided. There are going to be triggers. There are going to be places of temptation that you did not look for. You did not seek out but that you find yourself in. So that's where we find ourselves needing to be prepared. We need to identify what our triggers are so that we can actively avoid certain things as needed. Now, I will say that these certain places of temptation that I'm going to name again, they are not evil situations by any means, but until the Lord heals your heart and does that heavy work in you that can take a long time, it is okay to avoid these places and sometimes to avoid certain people. It is not because we're condemning. It's not because we're like, oh, I'm better than this person. It's because we're taking care of our heart. When the Lord tells us in scripture that we have to have a necessary pruning throughout our lives, That's what this looks like sometimes. It's cutting out certain people or places or things. Not not forever necessarily. Sometimes yes, but sometimes just for a time, just for a season. In my story, in the episode I was alluding to earlier, the one that's been viewed the 2,500 times, just about how I first became addicted to masturbation, how the Lord healed me from it, which is what this series has been born out of because I want to go deeper into those different parts. When I talk about the things that triggered me or the things that tempted me, some of those things were so commonplace and so unavoidable. Places like being in the shower. Okay, just to be very honest with you, to name that I would be very often tempted in the shower or if I took a bath, which was really rare. But for some people... Even St. Thomas Aquinas, one of his um, five, I don't know what word I'm looking for, recipes to eliminate sadness. I don't know. We'll call it that. Like he had these five ways to make you more happy. One of them is taking a bath. Okay. Baths can be very enjoyable. It's fun to get like the bubbles going. If you're a book person, you can have a book. If you're a movie person, maybe you're watching a movie and you're just like so relaxed and it's awesome. But for me, That was a place of temptation for a while. The shower was a place of temptation. Taking a nap was a place of temptation because when I was in college, I'd stay up late with my friends and then have to stay up even later doing the homework that I had avoided while I was hanging out with my friends. And so during the day, I would be super tired. And what would I I do? I would take a nap. And I don't know about you, but when I take a nap, 
naps can be very good. Like they can be another way to eliminate sadness or just give yourself proper rest, but they can also be very disorienting. So you have to know yourself. And for me, during these times, the devil would put unholy dreams in my mind. It is also just a fact that psychologically when you're dreaming, sometimes those sexual urges come up. So sometimes when you're having like dreams, they're kind of like fantasies and you can't control them. It's not your fault because they are a dream, but those sensations, those things might occur while you're sleeping and you have no idea. That's not a sin because it's just a dream. But at the same time, I had to be on guard because I would mess up a lot when I would nap. And I was like, what the heck? And it wasn't like the dream that I would mess up in. Like I said, that can't be helped. But it would be like, you know, when you're coming out of a nap and you're like, you are awake, but you're kind of like, oh, I kind of want to go back to sleep. I don't really want to get up. And you're just super groggy and the world is really weird. And that's when the devil would tempt me. And that's when I would be awake and be somewhat alert, but he would still use that like confusion coming out of sleep to tempt me, to tempt me to want to do that. Come Holy Spirit, help me to speak clearly here. Maybe you can relate to that. Um, Another example I was thinking of when I was writing this portion of the talk, a school bathroom. If you tend to mess up in the bathroom at school, you can't exactly avoid that or the workplace. You have to go to the bathroom. So these different places where you know you tend to be tempted, when I say avoiding them, first of all, let's name some that you can actually avoid. So when I was in a relationship in high school, it started to be where we just incited each other to lust. We were doing things that were not proper outside of marriage. We were so addicted to them. It wasn't something that the Lord willed to step in and work on through us. We just had to break up. We just had to break up. And so sometimes situations like that, like if you find yourself in a relationship and you just know that you and the person you're dating can't handle this on your own, you need to take a step back. I I understand how hard, how excruciating, and how heartbreaking that is to have to break up, to admit to yourself that you aren't what's best for each other anymore and you need a break. It can be the kind of situation where you're like, maybe one day we'll get back together. But I'll be very honest with you guys. I I know people who have done that, who break up and say in their mind, well, maybe we'll get back together. So this isn't so much a breakup as we're taking a break. You guys, that's not a healthy mentality because when we prune, we need clean cuts. We need clarity. And so the best thing that you can do if God is is calling you to break up with the person you're with, if this is like too tempting, it's a situation you just need to avoid altogether, then it needs to be an honest open conversation where you guys agree we're not what's best for each other. We're breaking up. That doesn't mean you're never getting back together, but it has to be a breakup. It has to be clean cut and you need to not talk. A lot of people I know after they break up, they say, but I still want to be in their life. I still want to be friends. That's not healthy. I'm just here to say that it's it's not 
wrong. I want to speak that into everyone listening because I bet a lot of people are getting really upset with me right now. It is not wrong to break up and never talk to that person again. Because guess what? It might very well not be God's will for that person to be in your life. Maybe they were before. Maybe they were a friend before the relationship. But you are not going to be friends with the same people your whole life. You shouldn't be. Because God puts people in your life for a season And it's actually a sign of immaturity to not be able to let go of certain people. So I just want to say, if that's a situation that you need to avoid, then I beg you to talk to a trusted friend, family member, priest, teacher, youth minister. If you can't make that decision on your own, but you know it's a call that needs to be made, talk it out with that trusted person before you go to the person you're dating and have have a plan for what that conversation is going to look like because just going into it with like your emotions and everything else that gets involved in that and trust me I know and I know it because I lived an unclean breakup and a breakup where post breakup we still tried to hang out and still tried to talk and I am just here to speak into it was miserable And it was very emotionally and physically unchaste. So a clean breakup is really what might be best for you. So is that a situation you need to avoid? Because that is a situation you can. Maybe you go to school with the person. Maybe you work with the person. I understand that maybe you can't. I'm not saying like avoid them at all. Cost file a restraining order against them. I'm just saying if being in a relationship with them is too tempting then it is okay and maybe even needed to break it off. Or if watching R-rated movies is something like on Netflix. Oh, there's a lot of filth on Netflix. There's a lot of good on Netflix. Again, Netflix just like trigger. It's it's just a tool. It's how you use it. But like if you're watching the R-rated or even PG-13 or what's it called? Like MTV-14, I don't know things. Okay, whatever. TV mature. Like if you're watching that kind of stuff and it's tempting you, that's just something to be avoided altogether. It is not worth it. I'm going to say this right now and speak this truth into your heart. And if it hits, please give this video a like right now because amen and hallelujah. If you do something that separates you from God for eternity, Was it worth that one movie? Like if you watch one movie or watch one YouTube video or have one thought that separates you from God for eternity, was it worth it? No, 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 no. So I understand how hard it is to like find other media or find other movies or TV shows that you like, but I promise they exist. They're rare nowadays, which is really sad, but they are out there and they are worth it. And why not Google something good for once? So you could Google awesome and appropriate TV shows, stuff like that, right? Because that other stuff you can and should avoid. Maybe you have the Netflix app on your phone or some sort of streaming app on your actual phone. And that in and of itself is too tempting. Cause like maybe you live with your family or maybe you have some roommates. Maybe your TV is in the public area of the apartment. So maybe for you, you know that when you watch movies by yourself or shows by yourself, you get triggered. 
Okay, well then avoid having Netflix on your phone. Avoid having a TV in your room. Avoid watching TV when other people aren't home. Set those boundaries for yourself because you need them. Also, going back to the places that if you need to avoid for a time but like can't be avoided altogether, things like a bathroom because we got to go to the bathroom, shower, we have to bathe, people that you might not be able to get away from completely but you just shouldn't be in close proximity to. What do you do when the situation can't be avoided, the temptation can't be avoided? Bring Jesus into it. On the very first retreat I ever went on in eighth grade that mentioned chastity, the woman who was speaking said, chastity is how we say yes to God with our bodies. Because there was a skit before her talk where they were basically asking us, like, do you want the Lord in your life? Do you want to say yes to Jesus with your life? And they asked us to make a public witness of that. Then she said in her talk, chastity is how you bring Jesus into your relationships because we're sexual beings, just our bodies by their very nature. Like whether we're a baby, whether we're a hundred years old or somewhere in between, like just the fact that we have a human body with sexual organs, we have a human sexuality, like not even saying the act of sex, but like when we use the word sex to identify gender, like when a baby is born and someone says the sex is female or the sex is male, we understand from the time we're born, we have been blessed with a sexuality and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's something that unfortunately can be very, very disordered. And that's why we ask the Lord to lead us not into temptation, but the truth, the truth of our sexuality, that it's meant within a covenant of marriage to be expressed between a husband and a wife, one couple forever till death do us part. It's a vow for a reason because it's a very big deal. So if you want God to be in your life, chastity is how you're going to bring him into your relationships with other people, but also yourself, because this is a sin that's against yourself. So I will end with a couple quick examples of how to bring Jesus into those places. That Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.